I think it's safe to say that everybody listening values their dog and values what their dog brings. But are we underutilizing them? Are we really getting the max benefit of having a dog? Well, that's what today's episode is going to be about. Making sure that we are utilizing our dog for everything that they have and everything that they want to be. Let's talk about that next. All right, welcome to this week's episode. So, as you guys have probably known if you've heard prior episodes, I am Jake. I am from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We're an online course-driven website, and definitely check it out for more information, OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. You can subscribe right on that website to our email list. I promise we will not spam you with a ton of different things. It is just updates on how things are going with our courses and anything new and exciting going on uh, at OnDog. So, I want to dive right into this topic, because to be honest with you guys, I typically do like show notes, I guess you could call it, where I write a bunch of stuff down that I want to talk about, and I kind of go through this list, and it's all fine. I am looking at a blank piece of paper, because I wrote nothing about it. I was going to talk about something completely different, and then, as me and my wife were up upstairs cleaning up our living room and stuff and and we give our dog bottles of water when we're done drinking them and he crunches them up takes the cap off and then that's it it's done so we were picking up bottles around the living room and my wife decided you know what I'm gonna have him pick these bottles up and put them away for me put them into the to the recycling bin like okay cool and so we started working on it and he started figuring it out and it just kind of it's something we've been doing a lot of, but it really got me thinking, you know, that, hey, I should talk about this. I should talk about the the benefits of having a dog beyond the obvious benefits. And so that's what today's or this week's episode is going to be about. It's about making sure we're utilizing what our dog is there to offer, utilizing it, maximizing it, so that not only do we have an awesome pet, but we also maybe have a helper. We have, you know... A whole bunch of different stuff, and I'll talk about everything I can possibly think of in this one. Like I said, guys, no show notes, so this is flying off the seat of my pants. That should be interesting. So, when it comes to normal dogs, like think about your own dog. Uh, if you're getting a dog, if you have a dog, whatever, think about your own dog. You know, what does your dog do? Your dog probably plays fetch, probably goes for a walk with you, maybe. Um, you know, you, you feed it, you pet it, it snuggles with you. But what else could your dog be doing for you? What else could your dog potentially be able to do? Now, if you ever think about it, if you ever watch a service dog work, and we've trained service dogs here for a few different organizations, uh, for, for different companies like Can Do Canines, we have trained service dogs for them uh, to help, you know, people in need of them. But it kind of dawned on us at that time when we were teaching this, we're like, hey, why don't we teach our dog these things? Why, why, even though we can do the things we're training our dog to, why don't we train our dog to it, you know? And that's what we started doing. So all of our dogs that we have had since then have been trained to kind of be our service dog, not because we need it. And we certainly don't take our dog places 
because we do not need a service dog. But in the house, everything else, why not? I think there's a two-way benefit to this. You know, the obvious benefit of you, you know, like you're teaching your dog different skills, and we'll talk about these skills here in a second, but you're teaching these dogs different skills that obviously benefit you because you're able to have your dog do stuff for you. Now, you could say long-term it makes you more lazy, but, I mean, you have to train it, so that's work. But also, step away from the fact that it's helping you and look at the fact that it's helping your dog. A lot of dogs want to work. A lot of dogs like jobs. My own dog, yeah, we we have our certain things we do throughout the day. There's certain little jobs he has to do. He values playing fetch. He values, you know, a lot of different things. And so he's he yearns for him. Like he's like, hey, let's go play fetch. Hey, let's go do this work. And as we were raising service dogs, we actually found that out. Like when the service dogs started to really understand their jobs, whether it be to brace or do whatever, when we as a dog got older, I don't want to say we put less time into training, but it was training less new skills, and so we were kind of just incorporating it into just kind of sort of everyday life, and the dogs really were like, hey, I, I want to work. So it's not just about you. It's about your dog, too. You're giving your dog this this enrichment, this stimulation that is only going to benefit your dog, make your dog happier, make your dog maybe a little more calm if it has a job and it's not just sleeping and playing and sleeping and playing, maybe if you throw in different things, this is going to definitely help out your dog in general. And, and, you know, think about too, when you get certain breeds, if you get a high energy breed and your dog doesn't get the proper outlets, or maybe it's only outlet is running and playing. Well, what happens on those days when they can't go out and play? You're busy at work. Your dog is at home more, or the weather's really bad and you're just stuck. Like you can't take your dog out places teaching them to do these jobs for you really, really helps. So let's go into a list of things that your dog can be doing for you. And we're going to start with a very, very cliche one. It's the one that I'm pretty sure, and I'm not being sexist by saying men, but it's just what it is. Anytime I mention tricks in in any class or anytime I'm talking to somebody, I swear there's at least one guy who's going to go, can he teach me to fe- can you teach him to fetch me a beer? The answer is absolutely I can. Absolutely, I can totally teach your dog to go into the fridge, open that fridge up, grab a beer and bring it to you. That's it. I mean it, it's not it, I absolutely can do it. Now, should we do it? Well, I, I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast or a previous episode I should say is you have to remember with great responsibility with with great wisdom comes great responsibility. That meaning, you teach your dog to open that fridge. Yes, you're teaching him to get you a beer, but you are teaching him to open your fridge. Think about that. Do you trust your dog to not go make himself a ham sandwich when he feels like it? I trust my dog. Now, my previous dog that was a basset hound? Certainly not. He would open that fridge up and make himself a big old gourmet meal and not even share. That's just the kind of dog he was. So, I mean, you always have to balance out like, okay, well, if I teach my dog this, is there a negative effect to this? Obviously, teaching your dog to go into a fridge, there could be a problem. Now, I'm not saying don't do it. I would do it with my own dog if I wanted him to. This is a trick we have not taught him. 
but it's certainly one that is an option, and I'm not opposed to it. Just be careful. Um, so you've been warned. So I don't want to get messages or anything like that saying, hey, my dog, I taught my dog to go get me a beer. It's working great, except for the fact that our food's disappearing faster and my grocery bill's a lot higher. I can't help you there. You've been warned. That's what we do. But think about some other skills your dog could do for you. Uh, your dog could pick things up for you. Picking up is such a, a natural thing for a lot of dogs, retrievers, everything. But you can teach other breeds to do it. I don't want people to get stuck on the fact that they have a breed that maybe isn't labeled as a smart breed or as a working breed. Our Basset Hound, and I will go back to him a ton on this because people think Basset Hounds are stupid. They're not stupid. They're extremely smart, and they're so smart that they can come across as stupid, if that makes sense. They are like, yeah, I'll do it for me. I'll do it, but like, nah. and they come across, well, you're just dumb because look at you. You don't want to do anything or you're not doing any. You're not doing the work I'm telling you to do. It's not stupidity, folks. I will tell you that much. These dogs are incredibly intelligent. And honestly, a lot of dogs are. There's stubbornness. There's all these different things, but whatever. Our Basset Hound, we taught him to pick things up. Now, the motivation behind it might be different. And that's always key to remember is what motivates your dog to do these certain things. For, for our dog we have now, the, the working part, part of it is basically the rewarding part of it. And, and he'll grab, he'll pick up anything we tell him to pick up. And he'll play with anything we want to play with. I could grab a pen and be like, hey, let's play tug of war with a pen. And he'll be like, cool, we'll do that. Or I could pick up, you know, a water bottle or whatever, I guess, and just say, let's make this into a game. And he'll be like, cool, I want to play games with you, so I'll do it. Our basset on the other side, on the other hand, everything is strictly to get something. I will pick up anything you tell me to do. My basset hound would pick up licenses. He'd pick up anything you told him to pick up. As long as you paid him at the end with some food. If you gave him the food, he would do anything for you. Now, if you said, do this for me, there won't be food involved, he may look at you and go, come on, man. Like I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. And so there's different motivations behind the work for your dogs, but any dog, I do not care what breed you have. You can tell me you have a teacup Yorkie. You can tell me you have a Mastiff. It does not matter to me. Your dog can do it if you take the time and teach your dog to do it. So picking things up, super beneficial. You know, you drop something on the floor, pick it up. What was really beneficial to me, like I said, we don't need a service dog. However, I herniated a disc in my back last summer, and boy, did those skills come in handy. For that few-month span that I was really hurt, that came in handy. He'd pick stuff up for me. He became my, like, at-home service dog, and it was fantastic. So picking stuff up, super nice. Another thing we taught our dog is remote meaning go fetch the remote. Now, this all breaks down into just teaching your dog to pick things up, pick anything up, right? Because if you teach your dog to pick up anything, like if I tell you to pick this up, pick it up, and teaching a dog pick up is a whole episode into itself, but if I teach a dog to pick something up and give it to me, then I can start to morph that into different commands. One of them for our dog is the remote. We turned pick up, pick it up into a specific thing. Pick up, you know, we'll say remote, pick it up, remote, and he'll find the remote and give it to us. We'll also say blanket, and he'll go grab a blanket off the other couch, bring it over to us, and give it to us. Uh, my wife, and I will give my wife the most credit I can possibly give because she's the one who said, I'm going to teach him all these different things. 
we worked on pick up and retrieve and all that together. And then she's like, well, I'm going to morph this. And so she changed, she tweaked it into everything. She tweaked it into tissue. When she says tissue, our dog will go pluck a tissue out of a tissue box and bring it to her and give it to her. Now we still reward him for it with treats, but he enjoys it. Like you watch him working and he's so happy. My basset hound, he was excited for the food, but you could see the excitement was different. He's like, oh my God, I get food. I'm going to do this. Our dog that we have now was like, I'm going to do this because this is the funnest thing in the world. Oh my God. And that's just how it was. But he'll do tissue, you know, and, and we've been teaching him, like I just said, picking up water bottles that he's crunched up, putting them in the recycling bin. You know, there's a lot of things dogs can do for us, you know, and, and there's obviously the emotional parts of it. You know, they cuddle with us and all that. But but think beyond that. Your dog can act as a brace if you need them to be a brace. If you're if you have knee issues, but maybe you don't need a service dog, if you have the right dog, meaning the right build, size, and age, you can teach your dog to be a brace where if you're a little wobbly, you can put your hand on your dog, use them as a brace. You can also use them to help you get up. Uh, there's obviously protocols to that, like not pushing center on the center of their backs. You want to use their shoulders more. You don't want to push on their hips. However, there's things you can do with that. Um, your dog can help you Take your socks off. Your dog can help you bring you laundry. Like there's so many different things. Like I said, though, with great wisdom or power comes great responsibility. Your dog has to be okay with these things. If you have a dog who eats socks, maybe teaching your dog to like socks more is something. I mean, I'm not opposed to it completely because I think if you, if your dog is a is a is a clothes eater, if you switch the game up on them to instead of eating it, bring it to me. There could be value there. You just want to be super careful. But like I was saying, there's so many different things. You've seen people teach their dogs to go like, you know, get the newspaper in the morning. They run out to the driveway, grab it, bring it in. You know, you've seen dogs do, I mean, there's so many things that my brain is just swirling. There's so many different things your dog can do. So just think about daily tasks that you're doing that your dog could be helping you with. And if your dog is just laying there on the couch, I don't know, you feed him. Might as well earn his keep, right? That's what we tell our dog. We're like, you know, we give you some really good high-end food. We train you a lot. We give you tons of exercise. How about you do this for us? And you go pick up this thing. You go get this other thing. You do do whatever. We've gotten to the point with our own dog, and this is through a trust. We trust him. This is through a trust factor with him. We've taught him even when we go, all right, go get your treats. We have one of those really old school um, candy canes that would have like the Hershey Kisses in them. It's probably like 10 years old by now. But we'd have this Hershey Kiss thing and we fill it full of dog treats. And it hangs on one of our lamps, like a bar off one of our lamps in our living room. Now he knows he's not allowed to touch it. He knows he's not allowed to go up and mess with it or anything like that. But when we say go get your treats, he will jump up onto the couch. He will grab the treat container. Turn it so that it unhooks and bring it back over to us so we can pop it open, get a treat out, and give it to him. Now, what we haven't done with him yet, and it's probably from a lack of finishing this whole trick, is we have not gotten him to put the treats back. I think that takes a little more coordination, getting that hook over the top, and a little bit more time that we just haven't haven't done with him yet. I say yet because it's still in the works. <clears throat> but... Again, we're, we're making him do all this work for us, and then we're making him go get his reward. And the whole time, 
I think it's hilarious. He thinks it's the funnest thing in the world. And he's getting this mental stimulation. And on top of all of that, your your bond you're building, because when you're training these things, you're not training it through like force and stress and anxiety. You're training it through, hey, let's go play these really cool games of you getting stuff for me. And that to me is the huge. Now all of a sudden, you're, the value your dog is putting it back at you is huge. You are making yourself even more awesome to a dog that probably already thinks you're awesome. I hope. Your dog needs to think you're awesome. If not, work on that. This will help, but work on that. Your dog should think you're awesome. And and so your relationship grows. Like the, the connection, every dog we get, <clears throat> you always want to be like, oh, that was that was the it dog, right? That was your heart dog. I swear, every dog becomes my heart dog. And it's not because they're better than the other one. It's because I put more of myself into the dog. We put more of ourselves into our dogs. And we're really saying, hey, become even more part of the family. Become even more part of like us through doing stuff for us. You're, in, you're, you're meshing your dog into your life even more, which I think is just so awesome. It's so awesome. It, it makes it harder, you know, in the end because this dog is even closer to you. But every single dog that we have gotten has been a heart dog and has been the hardest dog to lose. But I think it's because every single time we're just putting more into them and we're teaching them more. And, and I'm not into amplifomorphizing dogs, you know, making them, you know, t- treating them or talking to them or acting like they're our children, like they're, they're people. They're not people. They're still dogs. However... Boy, there are some th- times where I think he understands every single darn thing I am saying and he listens and it's almost like it's almost like he understands everything I'm saying. It's just it's insane. And and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that. It's crazy, <clears throat> but it's true. You know, you talk to your dog sometimes like they're people and you swear they understand. Again though, I, I'm saying he's a dog. I understand he's a dog. But you know, we don't have kids. These are our kids, and we put a lot of effort into them to make them just these awesome, awesome creatures. So, you know, sit down and <clears throat> think about. And I, I say this at the end of or around my episodes a lot, where I say think about. But it's true. I want you to think about ways you can take something that you're doing in your daily life and incorporate your dog into it. And that's not just walks. Walks are great. Playing fetch is great. They're great exercise for your dog. It's getting you out, which is exercise. And when COVID hit, exercise was important. But if you can train your dog to do different skills for you, picking stuff up, being a brace, you know, if you need him to lay on top of you, teach him to lay on top of you. Like I said, you can train your dog to be your service dog, but not being not taking it out anywhere. I mean, why not? Like, we train our dog, and, and basically we, we justify it through everything I just talked about. But also, what if something happens to me? Like, why not have that tool in my toolbox that if something happened to me and I needed a service dog, I had one locked and loaded. And he could run through a service a service dog, you know, all the stu- service dog stuff that's required, public access, all that stuff, just through all the training we've done, and he's ready to go. That's what I think. I mean, that that's kind of a mindset I have is... Now, in a previous episode, I talked about socializing and doing everything with your dog so that if something happens to you and your dog needs to, like, be relocated, like something like you die or something, 
you need to be relocated, your dog needs to be relocated, that they can morph through all the socializing and everything you've done, your dog can handle it and be okay. Well, it's kind of the same thing as I train them up so that if my life changes, if my life with my dog changes, it's not going to change as much for him as it will for me because I've already had him doing these skills. So it's a fun thing to do. I find it super valuable. I've probably talked about it a lot longer on this episode than I should be, but I think you guys get the drift. Think about what you can do with your dogs and have them benefit your life. It will benefit their life, I promise you. If you're using treats and positive motivation, they will 100% absolutely love it. And don't use your dog's age or breed or sex or size or whatever as an excuse not to do this stuff because the first dog we ever raised as a service dog for an organization was a Yorkie. His name was Tex because he came from Texas. He was a Yorkie. And he went to a home. His primary job was alert. So it, someone was hard of hearing. He would alert if the phone rang, doorbells, he'd indicate. He also, because this person was also in a wheelchair, was really good at picking stuff up. Also really good at taking socks off and being a helpful dog. And he, being a terrier and everything, he ate that up and absolutely loved it. Our other dog we had, Hoover, was a black lab, and he would do everything for you because he's a lab, and they just love to work, they love food, they love people, it's a, ooh, everything's awesome. So it doesn't matter the breed that you are training. If you put the time and effort into it, yes, some dogs will take more, but if you put time and effort into it, your dogs can do all this stuff for you, and it'll be fun for them, fun for you, and everything will be harmonious and awesome and everything. So guys, hopefully that was educational for you. Hopefully it gets you guys thinking, gets the brain going, get you, have you guys coming up with some ideas of things you can do with your dog. Make sure you do that. Also make sure you check out ondogtrainingacademy.com. Not a lot there yet, but we are building it. It is coming. And of course, keep listening. Subscribe if you can to these pod, this podcast. You get alerted when new ones come out. I've been dropping them every Thursday at midnight. So Thursday when you wake up, you could listen to this voice. I mean, don't you want to wake up to this voice? <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. But seriously, train your dogs. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>